Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. It's the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 83, sponsored by Comic Hole and the Netflix. Welcome, and you are now tuned in to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast number... 83. Come join Ron, Josh, and... Cooler. As they recap the best and the worst of last week's comics. This week's Pick of the Week is... Teen Titans number 47. Be warned, if you haven't read your comics, there will be some spoilers ahead. Tim Drake kicks Jason Todd in the sack. But if you're ready to talk some comics, just sit down, relax for the next hour or so, and enjoy. Thank you, Lewis. That was Lewis from Quack Talk. That's his podcast uh, about uh, things pop cultural, yeah, movies, pop video cultural games, things, yeah. comics, things like that. You can search for it. You can find him on our forums. That's uh, KWOK. He's on the podcatchers like iTunes and such. Yes. So he's so he's really thank you be, for that. Even though he felt the need to mechanize my name. Well, mechanize. It, it's it's not unknown whether Whatever. I'm over it. I'm over it. It's already happened. I'm over it. So, uh, you, you wait a minute. There's what, only two. What? Oh, what Quok didn't mention, because really, how could he know? He wouldn't know. Is that Ron decided to go ahead with that summer hiatus. He's actually off till September. In his Tuscan villa. Yeah. Where he... Does stuff with food, I imagine. <laughs> he, uh... It's awful. <laughs> no, he eats it. He cooks it. That's what they do in Italy. Don't they cook it all the time? You said does stuff. I don't know. Cook. Whatever that... People make food for me. I don't really do it myself. You have a staff, um, do you? I have a staff. Uh, Ron is actually out of town this week, and... Ooh. Behind the curtain. He's out of town this weekend, and he uh, can't be on the show, so he's back next week. We'll give him shit for it, though. Yeah, totally. totally when you're gone, that's what happens. You get made shit fun of. Yeah. You uh, wouldn't know that. You've never been gone. I've never been gone on the Iron is, Man. Is that because you either is you're so dedicated or that you have no life? I have nothing to do, really. <laughs> it's nowhere to go. Everything is here. It's fun. I'm always asking if we can do more shows a week. Can I we do three or four shows a week? i got nothing to go on. No. Around. All right. Uh, Quack was right, though, that Teen Titans number 47 was the pick of the week. Um, this is written by Adam Beechin, who is a favorite of Josh and I uh, from his Robin work. Which I, don't think, I think that's all we've read. I, I actually wonder, I, I, I worry because he's leaving Robin. Yes. And I think to myself, maybe that's what you were good at. And well, in this, this is very much in his wheelhouse. He, um, he took over from Jeff Johns, last, the last arc they co-wrote. And this is his first solo issue. It's a three-issue storyline leading to Sean McKeever taking over with issue 50. And um, this, is, this, is, this is his bread and butter. This is teens and angst. And they're fighting and they've got interpersonal issues. And he's real good at that. And he writes Robin. Robin's a main character. So you've got that sort of famili- familiarity bridge going. You don't have, it's not so foreign because there's the dude right there in red. Mm-hmm. And um, this is taking us out of the last storyline, which is very traumatic for the team. It involved Deathstroke, their sworn enemy. Uh, is he in jail? He doesn't last very long in jail. Oh. He breaks out. He's, He's Deathstroke the Terminator. Um, he created his own Titans team, and he, um, they fought, and there was lots of trouble that goes along with that. So um, in the middle of that fight, some of the old Titans showed up, Nightwing and, and Donna Troy, and, and uh, they're still hanging around. And it's an emotional fallout from that fight because it was Titans versus Titans. Deathstroke had his own rival Titans team. And then they find out that Duella Dent was murdered. She was murdered over in Countdown, and she was a former Titan, so... She, um, they, just, they decide that they're going to investigate her murder because once a Titan, always a Titan, and then you've got to give the devil his due and find out who killed, it, killed her. So they go off and they investigate in the, midst, in the midst of, for one thing, Wonder Girl's all messed up because Jericho inhabited the body of someone who took the form of a, de- of a bizarro-looking Superboy, and that's her old dead boyfriend, so that's going to screw up any 16-year-old girl. Yeah, or pretty much anyone. Anyone. So, um... So they've got two stories going. You've got one is the murder investigation, and then you've got the other one is Wonder Girl being all all sad because she misses Connor. And who who doesn't miss me? <laughs> um, uh, so Beechin is real good at the teens the teen stuff. He makes he writes a really believable teen as anybody who reads Robin knows. 
Um, so he's he, he, it's very genuine. The emotions are very strong, and there's a great scene in this, and that they end up. We all anyone who reads Countdown and knows about the murder is that Jason Todd was on the scene, so they go to talk to him because they find out that he was there. And it's Dick Grayson and Tim Drake and Jason Todd, all three Robins together. And I can't remember that ever happening before. It may have, um, but there would be no reason to because Jason Todd was dead. So I don't believe it's happened. So there wasn't is, Tim when he was alive. The first, there wasn't a Tim. Right. So there, this is the first time, as far as I know, it may have happened when he first came back. It was, it was a while ago. I mostly blocked that stuff out. But there's this, there was one panel I turned, and it's all three Robins in a row, and they all got their masks on. And I was like, whoa, it's, that's just so, a little shocking. So Jason Todd's costume is... He wears a, basically clothes and a mask. Like a, like jeans and a leather jacket, and sometimes he puts on a red hood. So is helmet. he is he a bad guy? He is yes and no. He considers himself a good guy in that he is a psychopathic killer who kills bad people like the Punisher. He's the DC oh. uses Punisher. Those type of people never think they're evil. Punisher, right. The Punisher doesn't think he's a bad he, guy. He thinks he's a fantastic person. Right. So does Jason Todd. He just, he just thinks he's willing to go further than Batman ever would, and that's mm-hmm. justified. So. Um, he doesn't consider himself one, but although everyone with, with any kind of moral bearing... But he only, he only goes after bad people. That, and he likes to fuck with Batman and the, Bat, the Batman family, wow. because he's got family issues. Yeah. So, um, they have a nice confrontation on the on the roof, there's some pushing and shoving, he, uh, you know, there's a lot of macho posturing amongst the three, because, you know, you've got three, like, sibling rivalries going, and there's a lot, a lot of, of... big dick swinging around. Yeah, exactly, and, as, as, and, and in that vein, Jason Todd knees dick in the groin. Um, and punches Tim, and then there's a lot of shoving, and, and the, the stronger heroes that are on the scene sort of separate everybody, and they all cool off, but there's still a lot of jawing back and forth, and so the Titans decide to leave him alone, and as they're walking away, Robin's like, hold on a second, and walks over and just clocks, clocks Jason Todd in the, in the nuts. Kick him in the nuts. Kick him in the nuts with his boots, and then walks away. Like, oh, there you go, see you next time. Yeah, it's not really, it's not really sporting. It's not sporting, and, it's, and, it, and, and it was great for two reasons. One, it's great because Jason Todd is someone that needs a kick in the nuts. If there's anybody who needs a kick in the nuts, it's Jason Todd. And second, it's because it was so it was so shocking because it's, it's Tim. You don't expect Tim to kick somebody there. What but about, what about Jim Belushi? He doesn't really need a kick in the nuts as much as Jason Todd. That does. show's not real good. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think slightly more Jason Todd needs a kick okay, in the nuts. Okay, all right, Belushi. fine. Um, but you, you don't expect Robin to do that to somebody, but he did, and it was great because it was out of character, and probably why he was able to do it because I don't think Jason expected that to happen either. I, you, no one really expects the kick in the nuts, right? So then the, the, this issue ends. Well, first of all, we've got the whole countdown angle. This is a crossover with countdown, and it ends with with um, Wonder Girl seeking some girl talk with Supergirl, which I was under the impression Supergirl was in the future, but whatever. A lot of wonderment and power in there, yeah, a lot of blonde. If only Power Girl had shown up. If only Power Girl had shown up. Um, and then they, they're watching TV and idly talking about dead boyfriends and um, Amazon's attack, the ah. the, uh, story, uh, the, the miniseries going on uh, in the Wonder Woman world. And Wonder Girl and, and Donna Troy are both Wonder Woman characters, so they, they, they're very much affected. So now we've got a one, Amazon's attack crossover, which means the Teen Titans book at the moment is very integral to the DCU. There's like a... Dan Didio's got himself a universe going on there. He's, he's taken the Marvel concept of the shared universe... Uh-huh. And is doing it way more than Marvelous. That's a bold call, I think. It's bold and it's risky. So far, up until this point, they're doing it with a lot of success. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one book to go off the rails like Civil War did. Well, the thing is, even if Countdown stays on schedule, and I have no reason to believe that it won't, right. if other, like counting on all those other books to be on time, exactly. I noticed that on the cover of this Teen Titans, it says Countdown 48, which would let you know that that takes place at the same time. I don't know which one I'm supposed to read first, because I noticed that I didn't read this book, right. but I read Countdown, and I know there was a scene in that that was at uh, Duella's funeral, funeral yep. where Jason Todd showed up and surprised. Talked to Donna, yeah. yeah. Well, in this issue, they go to the funeral, they get to the funeral, and Dick's like, let's go, say goodbye, and then there's a blurb on the bottom saying, for the first of the funeral, see Countdown 48, oh, which is good and bad. It's good if you're reading all the books. Mm-hmm. It's bad if you're just reading Titans and you want the whole story. You're like, oh, i got to read Countdown. Yeah, which was fun when they were a uh, fifty cents a piece. Right. So, <laughs> so for now everything's working, mm-hmm. and until it goes badly, what can you say? It's working. Teen Titans was a little great fun. I think one of the it just it was good to see Beechin back because the the the, the co writing between Johns and Beechin wasn't really great. Right. They didn't. They didn't. Something was off. They didn't. Well, it was a clunky. It was a bit clunky, and I think a lot of people who tried out Titans based on Robin were disappointed. And I think if they come back for this one. They'll get more of what they got in Robin than they get. Before. But this feels to me like a book that's really for 
I didn't read it again, right. so I'm just from talking to you. It sounds to me like it's a book that is more for people who are into this or have been following it. Like, if you've been reading Titans, this is a really good Titans yes, story. Yes, But not necessarily, like, I want to go in and read Adam Beechin's arc on its own. Like, you'd either have to... Well, I think it, w- it would definitely be tough, but it's also to the point where you'd, you... Anyone with, anyone could, with some comic knowledge probably could figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's just not easy. W- would it be a satisfying? Probably not. Yeah. But there um, you go. So, but there's been lots of people who said that Titans has been good, and we didn't talk about Titans it. Titans has been a great DC book since the one year later reboot. It's so been, there you go. There you there's go. It's been talked about. Your uh, pick of the week was different. I would have picked Daredevil number ninety seven. Lots of people would have agreed with you. Uh, I heard it from all of them. It's not a it's not a risque choice. It's not a it's a safe choice. It's a very safe, and I, that's what I like to do. I like to hedge my bets. I like to stay in the middle. It's like someone saying, "What do you want for uh, dessert, Josh?" You say, "I like a chocolate chip cookie." I would probably say that. I believe. And it's not, you're not, you know, it's a good chance you're going to like it. It's a damn near perfect food. It's hard to mess up that. However, it is easy to mess up Daredevil. Sure. And uh, Ed Brubaker has uh, failed to do that. And Well, let's start. The first thing you see when you get this book is the fantastic cover. It is a pretty kick-ass cover. It's Marco Djurjevic, if I'm pronouncing the DJ thing correctly. Yeah, I'll go with that. Djurjevic, who, um, did they talk about him at the New York Con about being a... Um, like a video game artist? Was that the guy they were talking about? I, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Eh, well, whatever. Um, <laughs> the point is, this cover is, is really great. You get, uh, it's, just, it's raining and they're fighting and you get a great sense that they're covered in water and it's just it's just great cover. Yeah, it, it's, it's really good. Uh, basically, what you have here is, and actually, to be completely honest, I've, I've not loved this story arc. No, it's it been a little weird. It wasn't bad. I just feel like, I don't know why I'm watching it. it. It felt like it could be shorter than it has. And I guess there's two more issues left. Two more left. Two and it's, more. And it's, 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 it's been good. Yeah. It hasn't been great like the last couple, but uh-huh. it's been good. I loved the opening scene in the bar with um, the L- L- Lily, Lila? Well, the, the, the Lily, the girl Lily, from yeah. the French the, storyline. Yeah, she's, she's worked her magic on two dudes at a bar. Can't get the stink off, as it were. Yeah, and, and they have this vicious bar fight where one friend stabs another one with a beer bottle. <laughs> in the face. And then one of the best... Best panels is, is he's like he he stabs his friend in the neck and so now he's gonna get back to wooing her because they're both co- yeah. they're both being controlled by these pheromones, and so he's like he's like covered in his friend's blood. He straightens his tie up and he's <laughs> he's turning back. So where where and you just see the bat coming from the bartender, <laughs> and it's just a brilliant panel. This is the kind of thing that makes comics great in that if it's a film you get this you get the smack with the bat. It's funny. Yeah. But here it's like you get the anticipatory moment. You get the funny tie thing, and this is. When comic artists say they, they have to capture the moment, this mm-hmm. is the moment. Well, um, it should be said then that, that Michael Lark uh, has no equal. He's, he's getting better. Yeah. Which is scary because he, was, he started off excellent. Soon he will rule this world. Yes. Um, it's, I think we, we, were, we were getting at that. There's no, there's no bad Michael Lark panels. There's never like, did you see that weird arm? It's, or never a confusion about what's happening. That's a, yeah, that's true. And just... His shots of, of, of Matt jumping around, mm-hmm. and it's not even a giant spectacular thing. It's not like, you know, like one of those splash pages of lots of... It's like, but just him jumping and doing a flip or something. Like his anatomy and his framing and his... His, uh, what's his it when you figure drawing is fantastic. Yeah, but, but also his, his composition, composition panels yep. is, is so spot on mm-hmm. like, every time. One of the things I really dug about this, a uh, couple of things, uh, is that there's A, the scene where uh, Melvin... Melvin, Melvin the, the Gladiator. Melvin the Gladiator just rips through a crowd of uh, street fair. Yeah, and apparently it was outside of Hell's Kitchen. So one block south, and Matt's like, "Sorry, I'm not dealing with it. Anything that's, lower than Twenty Third Street that's is that's not my N- domain. That's the NYPD's fault. That's their <laughs> thing. Um, but it was actually like one of those. This is what would happen if big superhero oh, yeah. crazies were in the world, and he kills a lot of people for no reason, viciously with the spinning blades of doom. Yep. Yeah, um, he's not the wizard though. Doesn't the wizard have the exact same thing? I think he does. I don't know. Um, he doesn't have a big yellow shirt, though, like, like Gladiator. He doesn't have a big yellow shirt with an amorphous um, <laughs> logo, I guess. If you're the Gladiator, you need a logo. Not really. Probably not. Uh, anyway, so you got... spikes on his shirt. You too. got that, and uh, and then a little later, uh, Mila is having dinner with Matt in a restaurant, and there's a fight. And one of the things that is interesting is that this book is usually taking place at night in the streets in the dark, it's... and then this was just, like, lights on... It's in the middle of a brotherhood restaurant, so you've got the yellow-shirted gladiator fighting the red, red dawning yeah. daredevil, and it's unusual to see them both in the bright light. And it should be unusual. Yeah, like totally. it should look weird for that to happen, and, and it pulled it off really well. Um, I wasn't so happy that they captured Matt again 
And I was like, it's like, it was just one of those, oh, wow. captured again. I wish, A, they just did it, and B, like, I, I don't, I, I wish that the Civil War didn't have to touch this book, but it does, yeah. the Registration Act, and I guess I get it, but... He, he, he handles it in a way that it's okay, mm-hmm. but he doesn't let it overwhelm. It's like, oh, we got we caught him because he's not registered. Yeah. But that's well, all you get. The thing is, he's been running around the roofs forever. Meanwhile, anybody even sticks their head outside in a cape and the Thunderbolts are on top of him and the rest or, of the movie. Or some sort of shield strike. Yeah. yeah, and they, they seem to leave him alone for whatever reason. That's Brubaker's... Uh, yeah. He says he doesn't dislike the story, but he does. He's a liar. <laughs> he's got his own thing going on. Uh, I'm okay with it. One good thing and one bad thing about this... that. It, I liked it overall. It's very good comic. Um, good was the cliffhanger. Was 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 yep. was the wife in danger, which is sort of rote. Yeah. But it's still it was exciting. Yeah. Well, they they can't kill her. They've killed Karen Page already. Right. This is going to put him over the edge. They can kill her if their goal is to make Matt Murdock completely insane. Well, the which book, it might be. The point of this book is to keep Matt on the edge of insanity at all times. That's the point of this book. It's been doing this. For 20 years. That was... Frank Miller started it. It's got to end with um, her leaving. It's got to. And that leads to my bad point of the book is the relationship between Mila and Matt in that I don't believe it for a second. I think that's the point, though. It, it, It hopefully is because if it's not, it's being very, very poorly done. If it is, then it's good. Well, yes. My thing is you sit there and you watch them eating in the restaurant you're just like, you don't love each other. (laughs) I don't believe it. Well, isn't that the point, though? I like, hope like, so. I hope he's it is. trying to make himself happy, but he's, he can't because he's, he's taking the first thing that comes along after Karen's death. Right, because right? on paper it should make sense. Right, it should be it should be perfect. Okay, so then it's a good or a bad depending on how they end up res- resolving it. Exactly. Um, but this was a very good comic. Uh, again, again, which is which is its own fault. Yes. <laughs> the other side of the spectrum is Justice Justice Society number six. Again, excellent cover. Excellent cover. Excellent cover of, of what's his name? Damage. <laughs> Damage. Yeah. Um, we are on the f- fourth or fifth part of the story. Second to last. Second to last. Only one left. So I'd like to ask you a question on this second to last issue. I know what you're going to ask. Explain to me the plot. Uh, they got the Karate Kid out of jail, and then they found a Starro, which didn't matter. Um, <laughs> And there's a lot of people. That guy's got Wolverine hair. Um, I don't know so much. I can't tell you either. And I feel I feel like I, I know almost all these characters and, and stories, and I've got a good hat, gra- grasp on this universe. I don't know what's happening. And that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, what's annoying to me about this whole scenario is that, one, is um, just society was quickly becoming like a favorite book. Mm-hmm. Amongst everyone, almost everyone I, I I knew who read it loved it, and people who didn't, um, I think were coming on. Yeah, people who they were, they were new readers. To yeah, the book. people, people who never read that kind of book before would never even think of buying it, bought it, and liked it. I feel like this story has completely derailed that. And, and then they went back into like I feel to me if you're reading this book, I I don't I don't, I don't think it's bad. I do think it's written for people who really like um, tons of DC continuity and know the Legion really well. And I honestly, I can't imagine that there's enough of those people to make this worth it. I I guess that's that's got to be it because I don't know the Legion at all, really. So I don't know what I don't know what, what. And you know what? I feel like I know their names for them. Some of them I know for the most part their their deal. Like you know, they're mm-hmm. teenage superheroes from the future who are who are uh, inspired by Superman, and and I know the basics. Uh, I feel like that should be enough to understand the story. I don't feel like I understand the plot. Well, the thing is, it's based on the characters, and I guess everyone's acting out of character, but I have no way of knowing that. I don't know if they are. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with the characters. I don't have a problem with there being 50 characters. I don't no, really well, have well, a problem with what that. I, no, what I mean is, like, well, they they'll come upon Triplicate Girl, which is a horrible name, by the way. Well, that's what all the... That's no, all I, I know, names, I know, yeah. they all are, but... Um, and, and In the future, things are simple. Like, the idea is that they're acting weird, I guess. But I, guess. I don't know that they're acting weird, right. so... Or, or the girl with the wings is the... Wing girl. It, right, but at the end, the, 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 it sort of is revealed that she's lying or right. is is not being honest. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know that because right. I, I don't know what. That's no big re- revelation to you because it doesn't exactly. I think um, it's again, it's not the character. Everyone's like the the joke, the easy joke to make that everyone makes is oh, there's there's hundred people in this book, mm-hmm. and there are, but that's not the problem to me. The problem it's is actually that's being juggled fairly well. Yeah, that's okay. The problem is I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they're doing what they're doing. I don't know what it all means. Yeah. And with one issue left, I feel like I should know something. And if it all gets wrapped up in a nice little bow next month, 
I'll have then then it's we'll, on me to say, hey, I was wrong. We'll give, it, we'll it, give them somewhere. credit. Yeah, but I don't feel like it's going to simply because I've had no indication up to now that it has made any sense. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean it was all bad. It wasn't. Uh, there was a couple of scenes in here that I really liked, and it's funny because they had nothing to do with the plot. But uh, I thought the scenes <laughs> with um, uh, Black Lightning. Is he still Black Lightning? Yes, yeah, he is. Okay, he's. They haven't dropped the black. No. I, I never know. He's black and he's proud. That's, and that's totally fine, I just for the moment. They did it with somebody else. Anyway. Well, the reason they, they mentioned the DC book, he calls it Black Lightning because he was the first. Yeah. And I'm, you know, that's, that's cool. That's he's fine. a great character. I really like him. Actually, yeah. it's one of the things out of Meltzer's run that I've enjoyed uh, is him. Uh, and he's talking uh, with Dr. Midnight. Yep. Or is it Our Man? It's Our Man. Is it Our Man? Yeah. yeah it is. And Damage. Uh, this is a lot of characters. And Damage about going, damage going back to school. Yeah, that was fun. It's it's nice. Like I, I feel like they could really take the damaged character somewhere. It would be nice to make him not the antisocial evil hater or whatever he is. But he's he's angry and mad. And yeah, I mean, he's got reasons to. I mean, he goes to take a physics class at NYU, and they'll make it all about him once they find out he's damaged. Yeah. Um, and I think another great one was the Wonder Woman scene. I I that's the other thing I was going to say is that uh, Liberty Bell. Uh, who has silly pants? They're pantaloons. <laughs> she should be riding horses. Or directing films in the 30s. <laughs> With a megaphone. You over there. Talking very high-pitched and yeah. fast. <laughs> okay, in this scene, she's Ed Wood. Um, and uh, she's talking to Wonder Woman. They're trying to set her up with someone. They're like, Why don't you date Superman? Well, he's not available. Why don't you date Dr. Midnight? No, he's crazy. Have you heard about this new Mr. America fellow? Mr. America is, uh, is she's out of his league. He's low rent. He just comes on the scene. Yeah. I mean, you gotta start slow. Yeah, he's not, he can't, he's not swinging that. He's, he's dating... Somebody know. lower the totem pole. If I knew enough about DC, I could, t- I, I don't... Anyway, those were fun scenes. I, I thought that the art was actually pretty good. Um, there's a big two-page splash in this. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a ton of details on the pages. It feels like a superhero comic, but it's just like... I feel. Well, like the problem with the two-page splash is I don't know what's going on here. Who the, they, They're fighting a lot of green tentacles. They're fighting a giant computer that has tentacles. Right. Why? I don't know. Whatever. My That's my feeling. I read this book and I finished it and I was literally like, whatever. Like, I don't I don't know what happened. It's, there's so many things that they set up in this book that, that now they've got to resolve and, like, they haven't had to... I mean, granted, it's only issue six, you know? But it's it's it's, fi- it's, it's the final issue of the... Sure. Not the final, the one before the final issue that you should have a better grasp. You should be at the point now where you're like, oh, this is what's happening? Yeah. Now how is it going to get resolved? Right. Like, that's the point of the story you're supposed to be at. And well, I'm not even at... I don't even know what... That whole Grundy thing with, with Meltzer was the same sort of deal. So. Blah! Um, you know, but, uh, you know, when it, it's going to be the next issue, issue seven is going to be over, you know, it's going to happen, and, and then that will, it'll be okay. The best part of the book, though. Oh, the best part of the book is that ad for, for Green Arrow. Green Arrow Year One by, uh, Andy Diggle and Jock. That, that, that ad is better than anything in the, in Oh, the I had no idea, uh, that, uh, Ollie Queen was in, uh, Screaming Trees. He's... <laughs> Or, or was it mud honey? I, I'm not sure. Look, when you're on an island by yourself, your hair grows out, but your beard doesn't. Just in, just just in the hip spots. Little. Either way, though, that is an awesome effing drawing, and I cannot wait to read that book. Yeah. I get to say, normally when a, when they tell me the book, a new book is coming out, yeah. my first thought is, I don't want to buy another book. This one, I'm all over. I'm all over one. that. And I know because I'm all over, it's going to be in six books Also, in the Black Canary ad, I'm really excited for. <laughs> don't know why. It's the bottom of the podcasting barrel. <laughs> Let's talk about yeah, it. I, I really want to get some than Totino's pizza rolls. In 83, we talk about ads. Uh, my my second favorite book and very nearly the pick of the week was moved on. New Avengers Illuminati, which was uh, issue three of Bendis's Illuminati trip through the Marvel Universe history, and I loved it. It was just a rocking good time. I did too. I don't mind that it comes out every two or three or four months, however long it's been, but because it's not a continuing story and it's not, it's not, it doesn't depend on any books. It's a pleasant, it's a pleasant book to have come out. Yeah, it's like a nice little treat. You see it, I, I see it on the shipping list, and I get really excited. Um, this was the 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 look at the Beyonder time, right after the Secret Wars, where they they, they regroup and they decide they got to do something about the Beyonder because it's too powerful. He's the one who looks like an Italian uh, bon vivant who had stepped out of a very ugly Lamborghini. Yes, he's in the white suit with the collar, with all powerfulness and 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 sort of seventies uh, pop star hair. Now, there's lots of things to love about this book if you're me. One is this two page spread. This has also got a two page spread, which yes. is unusual for two books in one week to have. It's the the two page splash page is not an anomaly in comics. That's true, but this one is great. It, it is. First of all, you can't say enough about Jim Chung. I wish he did more art. 
I I agree. I think he should work more. He draws a fantastic splash. This is basically a two-page spread that sums up the Secret Wars, which is every all the heroes and villains fighting each other, and there's all kinds of period costumes. Mm-hmm. Storm's got her mohawk, and, and Kang. Kang is there, and Cyclops has got the head thingy. Green Doctor Octopus. I forgot and... short-haired Rogue is in the back. and um, Ooh, Claw is in there. Yeah, and... Um, and the old vintage kick-ass Iron Man armor is in there. That's so. the that's that's the Iron Man. There's no there was no need to change after that one, you know. This this actually this spread made me think of one of the happiest times as a kid is when the Secret Wars toys came out. That's really all I know about Secret Wars is is those toys that had the shield and yeah. you could take the thing. Although I did the hologram I was, shield. The hologram I was shield. pissed off because I was like, that is not Captain America's shield, and it is a poor substitute. Yeah. Either way, he uh, got he got screwed on that end. Yeah, it's true. Um, who's the guy in the lower left hand corner? That's Red Dude. He's <laughs> from the Legion of Superheroes. I don't know who that um, is. This is where having Ron here is, is yeah. felt, and I'm sorry for everyone. Yeah, that's true. But um, everyone, I've read some, some, some thoughts on this book on, on, on the internet, and on this internet. It must and, be um, true. People were like, oh, they're all jerks. That's yeah. the point. Yes. That is the point of this miniseries, is to show that these the Illuminati are jerks. Do they not remember them taking the Hulk and spitting him off well, into they're, space? They're the most powerful... Uh, cadre of... Two dudes. of them are kings, yeah. two of them are geniuses, and one of them is the best sorcerer on Earth. They're going to have attitudes. It's just like, you know, your favorite movie star, you think that he's down to Earth he's or whatever? He's not. He's not. He doesn't he, even know how to pay his phone bill. He, he has people to rub his feet yeah. and, and, you know. Of course these guys would be megalomaniacal. They would think they knew everything more than everybody else. They think they knew the be- knew best and make all the decisions for everybody, and that would be it. And this is this is exactly how I would want them to be written, and it's so much fun. Dude. Namor, Namor. is the most fun character in this book. He's genius in his... <laughs> His betrayal. He's in a vest and panties, and he can still get away with it, because he thinks he's a king. And he's grumpy. Why are we doing this? This is stupid. What are you doing? He doesn't have that politeness filter, because he's the king. I should be able to say what I want. This is a waste of my time. When he... uh, I really... I think that the Beyonder as a character is almost too big to do anything with. There's characters like that and things like that. In Marvel, there's a lot of them. Probably in DC, too. Um, But, like, Beyonder, who can stop him? What's the point? Everything he wishes becomes reality. So, like, how do you take him under control? Bendis thinks, well, I will, um, I'll make him an inhuman, which makes him subject to the king, Black Bolt. Right. And so he's a he's an inhuman, but he's a mutant inhuman. So when he, a nice he enters the Terrigen Mists, which is what gives the inhumans pa- sort of their rite of passage when they hit puberty or whatever, they the mute the they go into these mists and that gives them their special power. But he was already a mutant. So but his mutation him, made him even more powerful. Yeah, and now he's uh, he's all powerful. So the, there's a big question mark in this book is the last page. What happens in the issue is they end up convincing the Beyonder to eradicate himself from the universe. Basically, get Black Bolt is your king. He says, you gotta go. That's what Namor tells him. Right. Which he, says, knows he says, listen, bitch. <laughs> and, and, and the Beyonder, who can do anything that comes to his mind, goes, oh, all right, yeah, that's cool. So he, he removes himself from the universe. Don't let the fish man hit me. Yeah, exactly. He smells of fish. <laughs> um, the last page shows the Beyonder reappearing in Times Square in New York, which... Uh, I had a different interpretation than Josh. That he I was. thought I was like he. I thought he just decided to show up in the here and now. Right. And 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 I think that you've convinced me that because the well, my my interpretation was what happens they they find the Beyond in the asteroid belts. He had rebuilt Manhattan on an asteroid and was reliving. He had made all the super, all the heroes were there, all the villains, and they were all just fighting each other all the well, time. Well, with Rent, it's about the only place you could do it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there you go. We're, I'm here all night. Um, <laughs> So he he had made his own world. They they got rid of it. Now my my thought was he had made his own world somewhere else. He had, he had remade his own his what he had before just somewhere else away from the away from the Illuminati. You think he's back in the world? I don't know. I don't know if he is. Now the more I think about it, I think that he's he's probably he probably he had to go. His the order was to go to a different universe. So now he's he's entered the Marvel multiverse, if that is such a thing. Well, but it my there's two thoughts. One is there was I think there was a Beyond miniseries recently. Called Beyond or something, wasn't there? Maybe, Again, maybe. Ron, don't know. Well, I don't think he reads everything Marvel does. I, he, I think he absorbed okay, it all. Okay, he just knows it. He um, wakes up and he's yeah. like, Kang is not well. Right. <laughs> so that's where we could have... So sorry, we don't know. But unless they're, they're, they're leading to something, unless this miniseries has some sort of impact at the end, like it's going come to come to fruition in a real universe, um, maybe he's going to be a factor. Maybe he's the, he is the big twist at the end of New Avengers 31 that they're talking about that's going to change the whole Marvel Universe. I don't think really. 
that's their, the last page of, of Avengers 31 is going to have an impact on the whole universe. It's going to affect everything, they said. So I thought that was just that Hawkeye was back. No, 31 hasn't come out yet. Okay. So maybe it's the Beyonder. Who knows? Maybe it's nothing. Maybe he's know. just on an asteroid in Alpha Omega 12. We're talking whatever. smack. Really quickly, Action Comics 850, which is the big anniversary issue because on the 50s and the 25s, and really any, any round number they like to do these things. <laughs> Um, 825! For a while they're doing the 75. It's like, you can't do it every 25 issues. It's yeah. too much. Um, this was a book that I had dropped a few months ago, but I, I, the pull of the big anniversary issue and the heft on the book and the fact that Supergirl was in it caught me to buy it. I don't really know much about the Supergirl. She's popping up all over the place now. I feel like they're planning something for her, so I figure I should know something about it. Is she her. out of the t-shirt? She's, she's in a blue, blue get-up. Oh. Blue skirt, blue shirt. Right. But she's getting a new costume with a new... There's a new team coming out on her book. Anyway, I don't know much about her, so I figured I'd buy it. Plus, it was anniversary, and I like those things. This was the typical anniversary comic where it's... It's a look back on Superman's life. It's a um, overview. If you don't know much about Superman, or you don't, you don't read his books, and you want to you know something about Superman, this is a good one to buy. The story is Supergirl's in the future with the Legion of Superheroes, which doesn't make sense, because I just mentioned before she's with the Teen Titans. You're talking really fast. Are you on peyote? It's hot! <laughs> I'm hoping the faster I talk, the quicker we can get done with this, and I can if you, go... If you, if you hear that, by the way, that's the computer fan kicking on, and nothing I can do about that, so, sorry. I'm literally stripping sweat onto the comic books. Um, Supergirl is in the future. She wants to get back, clearly, because mm-hmm. that's where the cool things are. She misses MySpace. Clearly. She doesn't. I'm just making a joke. Because um, <laughs> if you don't know what MySpace is, you have no point. You should be shot. That's my <laughs> point. Um... So Brainiac that's a, that's Five, a Captain America joke. <laughs> Brainiac Five is the genius, and he makes a machine to help get her back to time. First, they've got to scan her waves and match up the waves to, you know, yeah. take your clothes off. We've got to <laughs> scan your waves. It's a full body scan. No, no, all of them. Um, <laughs> uh, now turn towards me. All right, so the, we're going in a bad place. She's sixteen. Um, She's not real. That's true. Uh, so he builds a machine to, to find her her time frame and. Uh, instead of finding hers, they find Superman's life. Okay. Because they're, they're going to find her, make sure it's her by viewing the time stream, and they view his life instead. And the thing is, Supergirl doesn't like Superman. She feels like he's this big, grumpy daddy figure who always tells her she's doing wrong and wags his finger at her and says, no, no, do it like this. Mm-hmm. You're doing it wrong. Don't save the person falling like that. Save them like this. And she's a teenager, so she finds that objectionable, right? As all teenagers do to authority figures in entertainment I hear you. Mediums. So... Through the course of this trip down memory lane, Superman's memory lane, through the course of his life from being born on Krypton, where he's the ugliest baby that's ever lived, <laughs> um, despite the fact that it's a great art of this book, he's just an ugly baby. Um, babies are ugly. Some are cute. Cute babies grow up to be weird-looking adults, and normal or ugly babies grow up to be good-looking adults. That's my theory. Well, I, uh, let's get into that on the, on the baby podcast. So somebody's like, I just had a baby, and it's really cute. Well, I'm sorry. The kid's <laughs> fucked. Um... So, so we go from the baby stage all the way to the present day. We see his life with uh, Mom and Pa Kent. We see him as a teenager. We see him as, a, as the first time he's Superman. We see him with Lois, dating Lois. We see him married to Lois. We see him with the Justice League. We see him with Supergirl. So we get to see an instance of him telling her that she did something wrong. Right. So she can bitch about it over the, over the, vo- the voiceover. And, but through the course of this whole thing, she comes to find that Superman's not the person she thought he was. He's mm-hmm. not the, the grumpy old uh, curmudgeon who's telling her to do things. He's actually got a lot of pain in his life. He's actually just a regular person who's just very lonely. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have very many friends. If you think about it, he doesn't really have any friends. He's got Lois. He's got, like, Jimmy and Perry. And they're, like, friends but are also, like, co-workers. They're he's really. an alien among us. He is lonely. And, and, and one of the things that he, she finds of the course is he's very happy that she's around because now he's got a family. Right. Um, he, he talks... There's one heartbreaking scene where Lois and him are talking about babies uh, randomly or... Something. Oh, the, the, she's talking to her father. The father's like, "Hey, we're gonna have grandkids." Like all oh, father-in-laws do. I not assume. mine. Well, that's good. Mine just shudders. Not yet. No. Any, not yet. Anyway, you um, keep it away from her. <laughs> so, um, so Clark's like, "We can't have one, Lois. I don't know what it'll do to you. I'm not human. You know, it may be maybe fatal. Who knows?" He's like, "We can't risk. It. I don't want to risk your life because I want to have a kid, but I can't. We, I don't want to risk my my wife." So, it's a it's a, it's a very sad scene. And then they should hire someone to test that on. <laughs> is that unethical? Is that, is, would, they, would you frown upon that? I don't know if Superman would do that. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, but uh, it's just basically through the courses. She feel she realizes even though he's got friends like the Justice League, it's just, he's, it's it's an, the flashback is a very early adventure like Hal Jordan, it's Barry Allen, and 
and he's so happy to have friends. Yeah. People who understand what he's going through, like-minded superheroes. And at the end of the whole adventure, Flash is like, hey, here's the steel beam. Can you autograph it with your heat vision? Because even to the superheroes that he considers friends, he's still this god among men. He's Michael Jordan. Exactly. So in, he's so lonely, and her, her, her appearance now has made him happy because he's got a family, and she comes to see he's not such a bad guy after all. And, and uh, if you ever wanted to know about Superman, why he's not just this perfect, perfect example of humanity... Because um, a lot of people think that's what he is and find him boring mm-hmm. for that. He's not. And this is one issue that really really explains why that's true. Sounds like you should be writing Superman. I should. Although no kids would ever buy it. This would just be like mopey me. <laughs> He'd be sad a lot. It'd be, anyway. it'd be like Peter Parker in Superman. Uh, if you enjoyed Superman Returns, yes. uh, like me and Connor did and no one else, right. uh, you could get that on your Netflix queue and then it'd be sent to you. And that would be good because Netflix, or The Netflix, the Netflix. Is, is our sponsor. Um, you can... Uh, They've got over seventy five thousand titles. What you do is you go on their net, their website and you good save and you um, you pick some movies and they, they send them to your house and then you watch them as long hold them as long as you want. There are no late fees and you send them right back in the envelope they provide for you. You go to www.netflix.com slash ifanboy. It's important you put all that in and you can get a two week free trial. You can just try it out and see if you like the service or not. See if it's quick back and forth and then if you like it you can go. They got plans. Starting as low as four ninety nine, you can get one movie at a time. You can get three. I've got three movies in my house. I don't ever watch them, but I got them. It's right. nice to know they're there. It's comforting. Because you're that busy. <laughs> I'm busy. I got uh, Smoke and Aces just came yesterday. I got Backbeat because I was told I should watch it. I'm, I'm quite interested in you seeing that movie. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to like it. I don't think you are either, but okay. it'll be interesting because you're on a whole Beatles kick. Anyway, <laughs> um, Netflix.com. Check it out. www.netflix slash ifanboy. And we heartily... Love the Netflix. Uh, we learned that the Black Panther was the world's worst roommate. And we said to you, hey, if you would like a copy of... Don't hit the mic. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> um, angry and I hit it. If you would like to play Marvel Seen It, if you actually have enough friends to put a game together that's worth it, uh, you could win that. If you gave us your best interpretation of what the bad Black Panther is. Yeah, last week on the show, we... Um, well, a couple weeks ago, we had a little, little comedy bit on Black <laughs> Black Panther and the Bad House Guest, we decided to make it a contest because we still had a few Marvel scenic games lying around yeah. courtesy of Screen Life. So last week we put the call out and we uh, got two winners because... Send, send us whatever your interpretation is if you yeah. want to do a drawing or you want to write something. I was or... hoping for a song. I no was really hoping no one somebody sent would sing a song. us a song. Uh, so we decided instead of one winner we'd have two because we got a lot of drawings. We also got a lot of writings. We didn't uh-huh. want to compare the two. So we picked two winners and they are... Uh, Paul Montgomery. Uh, he won the writing portion. He won the writing because he made us laugh, basically. Yes. Um, he wrote a uh, little... Couple of little vignettes, of mostly just dialogue, but it was uh, it, it was you know, it was very of, funny. He writes a good dialogue. Yeah, I guess all that schooling's working. Uh, and then Zach from Portland, Oregon, had a had a great drawing that we thought really captured sort of the sense of what we thought was funny about the scene. Yeah, what is funny about Black Panther being a house guest? So, yeah. Paul and Zach need to email us contact at ifanboy.com with your shipping address so we can ship you the, these games. Yes. Um, and get some friends together and play it because it's much more fun in a group. Uh, by yourself, you always win, but you always lose. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was cool. Thank you very much. We'll put a lot of, we'll put the stuff up on the, on the website yeah, as soon as we can. The winners and all the other entries will go up on the website. You it was close. We, Listen. Don't... We agonized, literally up until the taping of the show, agonized over who was going to win yeah. one of the uh, sections. But So, it, it, you know. We picked the best ones. There's going to be others on there. there. Thank you, everyone, for entering. We got some very... Very hard-working entries. Definitely. Um, um, we love them all. The game's not that great, so you didn't miss <laughs> Oh, thanks, Screen Life. That was dumb. It's fun. And we are not done. We've got another contest for eh, you. It's more like a giveaway. This is more of a giveaway than a contest, because you don't really have to do anything but enter. Um, we have a couple of tickets. If you live in New York or L.A., unfortunately, this is only good for people living in, in New York and Los Angeles. We're sorry about that. There's not much we can do about that. Um, we've got a pair, pair of tickets to Eagle vs. Shark, which is a movie that's coming out. It's from New Zealand. It's 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 one of those like uh, it's got buzz going. Yeah, and uh, Flight of the Concord is what you'd know the guy from. That yeah, was the, on HBO. the director Taika Taika Waititi. Uh, she's I think uh, Maori, right? It's a uh, Maori name, possibly. Yeah, um, it's a New Zealandish. Right. So if you go to www.eagleversusshark, which is e a g l e v s s h a r k dot net. You can see the trailer, you can see descriptions, you can see press blurbs about it. If you're interested... Uh, you could... Uh, so basically the idea is, uh, send us an email. First one we get, uh, <laughs> with your, your name and address in it, because we've got sh- to send you the tickets. Uh, but, you know, if you do, make, you make sure that you can go. Um, basically, the, t- the showing is at Tuesday, uh, June 12th, 7.30pm, at the AMC Lowe's Village 7 in New York, in New York City. 
Um, or if you're in LA, uh, Tuesday, June twelfth at the Lemley Sunset Five uh, at seven thirty p.m. Uh, so if you want to go, if you can go and you want to go, send us an email to contact at ifanboy.com. Put Eagle versus Shark in the in the heading, the subject heading. Yep. Give us your address, and the first email we get from New York and the first one we get from LA. Actually, put in the subject heading Eagle versus Shark dash and in your your right. location. Um, and then the first one from each gets the tickets. It's it's unfortunately this is a giveaway. It's the fastest we we got to get them out quick because mm-hmm. the showings in, in two weeks. Um, so the first one, the quickest people on there on the ball, win the tickets. Yep. So um, cool. That's the giveaway. Uh, listener quick, mail time. Listener mail. Crazy Joe. Crazy Joe. I I used to call him. I used to call him Crazy Joe, and now uh, now I I I call him uh, Bat Batman. Okay then. <laughs> He's rolling his eyes. I'm not rolling my eyes so much as passing a, out from the it's heat. It's from a movie. Go ahead. He heard on the podcast that we'll be attending Heroes Con in New York, North Carolina. New York. Everything's New York. In North Carolina on the weekend of June 15th. He heard correctly. Uh, with the power of a podcast behind you. I think you've got the podcast uh, notion mixed up. No. I never make it through these letters without doing that. Anyway, just the power of the podcast behind me. Perhaps we can give voice to the frustration and irritation that is pissing off Philly fanboys. Wizard World Philly has always been the first weekend in June, every year until this year. Those fuckers at Wizard, I'm verbatim here, uh, have scheduled the Philly Con the weekend of the 15th. Uh, as a result, Wizard Philly and Heroes Con are fighting for the same guests, and Philly's losing out. They have a few good names, Bendis, Amanda Connor, Greg Horn, those are big names. Jimmy Palmiotti's uh, But the Heroes Con has a much, much better guest list, and I know that a ton of those Heroes Con guests would be in Philly if both cons were not booked on the same damn weekend. Um, so please voice the frustration he's asked us on the show, because the world needs to know what dicks the wizard are. Yes, that's his letter. Um, uh. <laughs> now, there's a lot that goes into scheduling a con, we know that. There's lots of variables. I can't help but think that this is the second year in a row that Wizards take a run at Heroes Con. They did it last year, they tried to take him out with Wizard World Atlanta. The, the, it wasn't Heroes, it was the Atlanta. No, the, they, they, was Wizard Heroes? World Atlanta... Was scheduled for the same weekend as Heroes Con. Oh. They tried to make a run at Heroes because they don't own the Heroes oh, Con. Okay. All the people in the community revolted, and all they got all these big guests, people who don't go to cons. Warren Ellis was there. People flew in, especially that wouldn't going to go right. to support them versus the takeover bid from Heroes. They weren't trying to literally take over, but they're trying to wipe them out. Sure. So it seems to me suspicious that now this year Philly Con is at the same weekend as Heroes Con, and it's another Wizard Con. It's never been this. It's always been the second weekend in. It's been that for like five years. It's been the second weekend in June, yeah. and now well, suddenly it's the same weekend. I, I, I mean, now we don't know. Wizards, w- listen, wizards are business. They don't necessarily. They can. They can. If they want to try to be very competitive with people, I guess there's nothing to stop them. No, no, no. I, I don't have. A, I don't fault them for right. it. But I don't fault the people for revolting against it either. No, I don't either. I mean, I, I mean, I guess this is one of those vote with your wallets cases. I yeah. mean, sort of because. But the thing is, if you live in Philly, you can go to that. If you live in Atlanta, you, you know, you can't go to or, if, or North Carolina or whatever. But what I feel really bad for is I do feel bad for the fans, and I yep. feel bad for the creators who have to make a choice. Because, you know, it's their business. Yep. You know, like, the thing is, Bendis needs Wizard on his side to a certain extent, so he's going to have to do that. Yeah. You know? You know, but, you know, the good news is, I guess there's still, there's cons you can go to to either one, and it's not just the creators who are at them. There's lots of other good things about cons, I guess. Right. Um, and the other thing is, there's lots of cons. You know, there's 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 Seattle and Toronto and Mid-Ohio Con, and I just, I heard, uh... From uh, Brandon Earnhardt wrote in and said that he went to the Kansas City Con. And Jim Lee was there. I mean, it's the, you know, yeah. there's more conventions now than ever, and all sorts of people are going. It sucks, but you know, it's I guess it's better to have a con than not. That's true. Unfortunately, I mean, just go and have fun, I guess. But really, there's not much you can do about it. Mm-hmm. They're fighting, and we're in the middle. Our next email is from Wings Fan Seven Fifty Seven, and he says, "Comics don't go on summer hiatus. Neither should you. Get a fucking air conditioner." Easy. Yeah. Is it is it Wings like he's a fan of the Paul McCartney group? I believe it's the Detroit Red Wings. That's a better call. Um, <laughs> uh, we, 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 we made a joke about going on summer hiatus because it's hot. And when you record these shows, you can't really have any air fans running because you won't hear us. You'll hear over the sound of the air conditioner. Yep. So um, we're not going on summer hiatus. That was a joke, which a lot of people took seriously. We, we, we do this sarcasm thing. Uh, what you get now instead is you get the half delirious show you're getting right now. Yep, yep. Because I don't know if I'm making any sense. I don't know if you're making any sense. I just know that I'm sweating a lot. I'm, just, I'm, I'm sticky. just upset that you're dripping into my MacBook. I, um, my skin is moist. So, um, you were not going to hiatus, so yeah, We're quite moist. If I, were to, if I were to stand up from the chair right now, you'd, you'd, heal the, you'd hear the peel. 
Yeah, that's not, not good. good. So we're not going anywhere. Ron is going to be back. We're all cool. Don't worry and about it. And thank I'm God cool. we're, not, cool. we're not going anywhere because then who would talk about ComicHole.com? Uh, ComicHole.com has all new issues of Marvel and DC, Dark Horse, and Image Books, and current comics that are coming out, and they've got them for 40% off the cover price, in many instances. Uh, they've also got trades, and hardcovers, and absolutes, and all those books that, that you want, but maybe can't afford, but they got those for 30-50% to 50% off. They ship them real nice, they got the ironclad guarantee, uh, and they've supported the show for a long, long time, so uh, go there and give them your patronage, and tell them my fanboy sent you. Yep, and if you want to send us an email... Uh, contact at ifanboy.com is the address if you want to write any questions or complain about our heat complaints or talk about anything you want. It's hot, have you noticed? Contact at ifanboy.com. <laughs> we got to talk hot. about driving a joke into the ground. Oh, God, at the end of the summer, it's, the show will be done. All right, voicemail time. Uh, Arlen from Whidbey Island writes in. He actually called. Damn it, I do that wrong every time. Hey, guys, this is uh, Arlen from Whidbey Island. I was just wondering, um, you never really talked about it, out of all the uh, big-name characters that have ever died and come back to life, which ones do you think should have and shouldn't have? You know, Colossus, Green Goblin, uh, Aunt May, Jason Todd, you know, Death of Superman, even though he was uh, you know, always scheduled to come back. Like, out of those, uh, which of those do you think should have happened, shouldn't have happened, and why? Thanks, guys. That's a good question. No, it's, it's good. I think of all the people he mentioned, the only one that really still irks me to this day is Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Because his death was so iconic and such an important storyline, it was it's so famous and it's meant so much that it's cheapens. I mean, you, you can say all of them are cheapened by coming back, but that one particularly because it's such an iconic moment in comics. Besides the fact that he's never really done anything since he's been back worthy of being back, mm-hmm. and also there was a there was a there were characters to replace him. Yeah, there was his son, and there was Hobgoblin, yeah. and, and it just like. Some characters, you know, you can let him stay dead. He doesn't. I don't know. It just seems to me that they they have not done anything with him since that makes it worthwhile. Yeah. You're like, okay, that was really cool because it was Green Goblin. It's always just been, or well, it's it's Norman again. It could have been anybody, really. There's a lot of characters that that like I get why they killed them, but you know that they're going to bring them back. Everyone knows they're going to bring Captain America back at some right. point. You know, and I say that, and they haven't admitted that, but I really feel like. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. I hope they don't. I want there to be a Captain America. Just like, I want there to be a Thor. I don't like that there's not a Thor. I, well, you're going to be getting Thor back soon. Sort of. He, just, he ain't going to talk like Thor from what I hear. He's not. And if he don't talk like Thor, he ain't Thor. So that means you're not buying the new Thor book? I am i don't know. I haven't made up my mind. I'm not. Um, um, Thor is one. I mean... Uh, a really good death that I think that they took seriously to this day uh, is Barry Allen. Yeah, they did. Definitely um, did. And, you know, he, he's not coming back. He can show up because he's a time traveler. Uh, now and again, right? But he's dead, and his and therefore, like his death has meaning. It's I amazing. don't think he's ever going to come back. He's different in that he died saving the world, so his death mm-hmm. was 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 great. Hal Jordan came back because they never, no one, well, not no one, people were never really satisfied by his death because they they made him into a psychopathic killer, and that right. really didn't sit well with lots of people. Therefore, him coming thinking. back wasn't wasn't so bad. If they brought Barry back, I'd be pretty angry. Yeah, well, and also they don't need you know. You don't need him back. Well, is Wally dead? He's zapped. He's in the Speed Force. Okay, well, he's very easily brought back. I really liked Wally. Whereas Barry disintegrated. Yeah, no, Barry. Died. It was Skull. Yeah, it was like, uh, Wally just disappeared. He you know, easily, you he know but back. then they brought back Ollie Queen, and I think that that was a great move because he's a fantastic character. Right, but again, his death was like a throwaway. Right, he just, and that's died. It wasn't. It didn't. Nothing really happen. But like Superboy. They can't bring him back. I don't want them to bring Superboy back. Because I want him to stay dead. Right, but his death actually like worked. So many good stories came out of it. Besides, if they bring him back, they got to pay some other people who own Superboy now. Really? That's why they got rid of him. No shit. They lost the lawsuit. Some other people own Superboy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh well, then I guess he's not coming back. <laughs> not for a while. That's what we got anyway. Alrighty then. Our next e-, e I see. I did it. It's catching. The next voicemail asks a very important question. Hey, this is Will Six-Gun Esslinger from Tennessee, and I'm curious, what makes a comic book good? Like, when you're looking for, let's say, every Wednesday for the pick of the week, how do you decide? And I guess on the same note, how how do you know a book's great? Like, what separates Watchmen, which is, you know, outstanding, everybody says, from something that's just good, like Joss Whedon's Astonishing X-Men? Um, okay, anyway, thanks. Uh, catch you all later. Uh, what makes a good comic book is a... First, I was a very broad question. That's like, a long one. What is the meaning of it all? That's a show. Um, what makes a good comic? I would put it down to two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, passion, meaning 
for some reason, when somebody works on a project that they love, mm-hmm. and you can't quantify this and you can't measure it, but you know it when you see it, you can tell that they love that project. You read um, Powers is the first thing that comes to mind. When you read Powers, the amount of energy and excitement in those pages that comes from Oming and Bendis is palpable. It's yep. there on the pages. It just reads. You can feel it. You they feel the love in it. They want to yeah. make that book good. They want to do everything they can to make that book good, and it shows. Uh, it reads. There's a criminal, another example of that, because um, we can't get far enough up Brubaker and Bendis' um, ass. For me, clearly everyone's, you know, you need good writing, you need good art, but all that stuff is subjective. What I think is good mm-hmm. art may not be what you think is good art. What I think is good writing may not be what you think is good writing. So, really, it's all subjective, but those are two very subjective things. But storytelling is important. You can tell who can tell a story and who can't, no matter how you think mm-hmm. of the artist. There's some art that is very rote that I think, but it's still very good at telling the story. I don't, yeah. I don't have a problem following and it. And those are, the, those are, the, those are the, the ideas of craft. Now, yeah. whether you're down with Mark Bagley's style or not, mm-hmm. he's got craft down. He can storytell. You right. know what's happening. You're not confused. And for me, the last point that's very important to me personally, and re- the reason why you get most of my picks of the week, is this, the comic has to ha- hit me in an emotional level. I've got to feel something when I read the book. I read this week's Daredevil. I thought it was great. Great writing, mm-hmm. great art, fun story. But that's all. When I read Teen Titans, I got, a, I got an emotional, visceral, visceral reaction from some of the scenes, and to me, that puts it over the top. Mm. Those are just, that's just, and that's, that's for different for everyone. What mm. I feel emotionally is not to be what you or Will or, or, or Ron or anyone feels emotional. Because everybody's experience yes, is different. Exactly. What Everybody you'll relate is. to is different from somebody else. But, you know, there's some, and then the guys who are really successful are the guys who can come up with a story that seems to attract more people than most. You they know, can, they it, can hit more people emotionally than most. Like the, I, I'm always surprised, I'm, you know, I'm not surprised when people tell me that they don't like Watchmen. Like, to me, I read it, and I see the craft of that thing just jumping off the page. Yep. Um, and, and the passion of it. But if, if it's not your story or it's not the kind of thing you're into, there's, you know, there's nothing that everybody's going to like. There's always a guy out there who thinks that The Godfather is not the best movie right. ever. And that guy's silly. He's stupid. Our right, next voicemail uh, is uh, got some things to say. What's up, guys? This is Rob from Detroit. I'm calling to give you guys some constructive criticism. I've been listening to you guys' show from the first episode. But in the past, like, 20 episodes or so, you guys have turned into, like, the owners of the Android Dungeon. Like, you guys are, like, the kids that when you walk in the trendy record stores that just bitch about everything. Like, you guys don't like anything. It's just, like, your pick of the weeks you're even bitching about. Like, come on, man. And it's all, like, little petty stuff. Like, I can't believe the art was shitty on page 15. Like, you guys, what you need to realize is, dude, you're reading a fucking comic book, man. Like... Cap 26 was awesome, and you guys are just picking it apart. Like, can't you guys, like, be positive? It's like I listen to you guys and just get depressed because you just make fun of everything. Like, if you're going to be like that, just go to a record store and start talking about how the Smiths album is so much better than Morrissey. Like, come on, man. And I'm not trying to give you guys shit. I'm just trying to help you guys so you can make the show good again. So I hope you put this on the show because you don't put anything with criticism on the show. So I hope you guys have a good day. Bye. And there, see, we put criticism on right there. Um, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I have to respectfully disagree with you. Yes. I suppose um, we don't hate everything. That's that's clearly not true. You know, the the, the fact is, is that, a there's three of us on here, um, and and you know, like last week, I really liked Cap Twenty Six. They didn't like it as much. I liked it. No, everyone liked it. I know, but like, Ron didn't like it. Yeah, but like that's three of us. And what happens a lot is that one of us will say something, and then that gets taken as the group. We don't agree on anything. No, God, no. I, I, I have my stack of books here for the show. There's five books, four mm-hmm. of whom I really liked. Yeah. One I didn't, but four I really did. So I don't know, um, I don't know if, it's, if it's that we didn't like a book Rob really liked and now he's so annoyed. Because we get that. People will get yeah. really, really offended if we don't like something they like, and, and it's just a difference of opinion. But I don't think it's true at all that we hate everything. Well, look at this week. Yeah, I mean, listen. We could we crow more about New Avengers. Or, I mean, yeah, New, uh, New Avengers Illuminati. Right, like, you can't. The other thing, the other thing in the, in, that I found interesting in this voicemail is he said, you know, you're just reading comics. Man, that's to me is is uh, silly. That 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 me says comics should not be held to a high standard of quality. Because you should comics. just accept them because they're comics. And which which sort of undercuts the quality of the medium. And undercuts everything that we, as a iFanboy organization, exist for. We, we, we made our website, we made this podcast, we made the video show to talk about good comics. Mm-hmm. And if we just did it to talk about comics because they're comics and they're all good, mm-hmm. that would be stupid. And it would be boring. It would be really boring. You don't want to hear a show where we talk about, oh, this was great. The writing was great, the art was great. Good comic. Next you, one. You oh, know, that was a good one, too. By learning how to 
for us, I mean, the way that I think about it, by learning how to criticize, you learn to appreciate mm-hmm. that which is good that much more. And, and it, it's okay to not like something. You know, we never we don't do it in a, in a, in a mean spirit. But I, I honestly, I would disagree that, you know, for the last 20 episodes or so, all we do is bitch about comic. I, I don't think that that's right. But I, either way, I don't, you know... There's also a much more interesting discussion to be had in a comic that we didn't think worked than there's to say, like, Ex Machina. We really love that book. All three of us really love that book. It's probably don't end up talking about it. We never talk about it. Because it's good. Unless unless that particular issue is somewhat of a disappointment because it's not interesting to say, Ex Machina, really good book. It's been really good the entire way. The art's been really good the entire way. You want to hear that every month? (laughs) There's no reason to listen to that show. I don't want to listen to that show because there's nothing to talk about. But the point being, don't ever accept anything less. Than the you best, know? or what you what you what you think like. is good. Yeah. If you if you say, hey, it's just comics. It doesn't have to make sense. Like Justice League, Justice Society. If it doesn't make if it may not make sense, it's comic books. That's my stupid. my time actually is very valuable. Yep. And I really I am very. You know what? There, there was a time, there was a point. I think somewhere I was in college where all my critical tastes changed. Not changed, but like and I started learning stuff and I opened my eyes. Had to critically and analyze my, my, I gotta tell you, my fucking parents hated being around me at that point. My mom was like, I can't watch TV anymore. But I enjoy what I experience so much more now because of that. So, And we're also trying to, to show people good stuff. Yep. And if we, if we don't hold ourselves to a, our own high standards, then what's the point? Now we're just getting defensive. No, I'm just... Uh, no, I know. But, you know, it's the, you, know hot. you can have... You, that's your point of view, and that's cool, and we did play it. So, uh, there you go. So, if you want to leave us a voicemail... Uh, if you want to tell us what we're doing wrong or, or, or any, any issue you want to discuss, it's 188-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. Wee! <laughs> um, like we said earlier, if you want to send us an email, you can do so at contact at ifanboy.com. Uh, and always go to ifanboy.com. Uh, there will be forums. a pick of the week thread. You can read my review on Teen Titans. You can see what everybody else... Everybody else posted their reviews, what they thought was the best. You can discuss things we didn't get to bring up during the show. It's a whole there's, fun there's time. There's other stories that we put up during the week and, and blog posts and things like that. All sorts of stuff to talk about there and on the forums. Uh, speaking of the forums, there is a fantastic thread that I want to keep uh, posting, uh, plugging about. Uh, there's the writer-artist connection thread on, on the forum. Uh, it's right there. It's a sticky thread on top. It's like writers and artists. If you're a writer and you've been looking for an artist, go there. If you're an artist and you've been looking for a writer, go You'll there. You'll find lots of lots of willing writers on that thread. Cause... Yeah, there's lots of... But you know what? There's still... There's artists who are still looking for people for stuff actually on there, so... Actually, the last week we've had a lot of new new artists show up, because for a while it was just Lindsay. Yeah, if you're... if you're You know, but if you're new at it, you you know... It's great. It's a, that's how you learn to make comics. Yeah, and the hardest part is, and Josh knows more than anything. The hardest part is finding someone to collaborate with, and and this is a forum. Boy, ain't it to to get people together? And it's really so, working out well, I think. Um, yeah. So you know, people are just doing. It's not. You don't have to come with a series. You no, want no. a three pager, four pager, five. In page? fact, what we're doing right now is 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 to get people together. Is people are working on two to five page stories. Yeah. There's nothing. We don't. We're not talking about coming there to someone to draw your graphic novel. It's, it's finding people to work with by starting off small and working out. But maybe writing. that'll happen later. Uh, and like we talked about earlier, we're going to be at Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina, on June fifteenth to the seventeenth. Uh, there may or may not be a live taping of the of the podcast. The Pick of the Week podcast. Yeah, we're we're working on we that. We're that. working on that. If there is one, we'll let you know, and we want everybody to come by if you're going to be at, at, at Heroes Con to, to participate. Listen, in if the... you're in North Carolina, if you're in Charlotte, this you, is the most important. This point. is really important. We are looking for good barbecue in the area. We need to know where to go. If you know, you send that to contact at iFanboy, and we are going to be your friends for a long, long time. We we are we are wanting some good pork. That's what I'm saying. For the whole week, all we've been talking about is getting good barbecue in North Carolina, because we are big barbecue that's, fans. That's what, so that's what you do there. If you can help us out, send us an email at contact at iFanboy.com. Hey, if it's Wednesday afternoon, what are you doing? I'm normally sleeping. Are you at, my, at, work? at my desk. <laughs> uh, oh no, I'm waiting for the the uh, iFanboy video show to premiere, uh, which would do so about uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time on every Wednesday. Uh, the show is different from this show uh, in that um, it's a video show, uh, which you look at our pretty pretty faces. Uh, and we we should do a video show where they're in the heat. Yeah, like, well, we I think we're you're going to see that. Um, I think. It, you know, we we get to focus on one topic as opposed to here where we're all over the map. But the video show is different in that we get to get to really expand on stuff. And this week. It's all about uh, the funny haha. The funny haha. What's that mean? I guess you'll, you'll have f- to wait for Wednesday. <laughs> um, but you know, there's other stuff we do. We go to things. We got some shows coming up. We think you're really, we're really, we're really you're excited. gonna dig. I think. We're really excited and proud of a couple of things that are coming up. Um, um, only a few though. The rest are just some. <laughs> this this week on our fanboy, we're talking about cheese, cheese. and that's all. Like, look, I dropped some cheese on my comic, and then Ooh. we show you the stain. No, I didn't. We didn't do that. Uh, so friend. check it out every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, the video show. Be my fanboy. friend. I'll be you your be friend. Be my friend. Try I can, my product. 
If you want to um, be our friend, you can do this at myspace.com slash ifanboy, comicspace.com slash ifanboy, verb.com slash ifanboy, which is V-I-R-B, or facebook.com, where you have to actually search for us, because it's not so easy to find. You type in ifanboy, it's not hard. Another way to be our friend is to go to the Frapper map, which is F-R-A-P-P-R dot com, and you can put your... Slash iFanboy, of course, and you can put your pin in the map and tell us where you're from. You do that, and you're in North Carolina, we're going to look you up, and we're going to start writing to you. Yep. Uh, you dig us, please go to iTunes and put in reviews for the audio show or the or the video show. That really, really helps us out a lot, um, and we like that. There's other the podcatchers as well have that um, sort of thing. Put up reviews for both video and the audio on the iTunes. We really appreciate uh, feedback. And, even uh, more so, if you know somebody you think would like the show, tell them about it. Let them know. Uh, that, uh, Spread the word. The best word is word there. of mouth. Yep. People, people really like the word of mouth. You're in the comic shop, and you, you the guy says, "I just wish." Yeah, that I haven't, I, had haven't I heard you on iFanboy? Yeah, it's hey, not got, us. Though. We got spotted twice this week. Yeah, and so did our listeners, which is strange. Yeah. Um, They're more popular than us. Uh, and lastly, if you like the show and you want to donate some cash to the cause, you can go to ifanboy.com/slash/donations or click on the donation box on the website. You get the, they got those silent air conditioners, like they have in. They must have them for recording studios. I hate the sun. <laughs> It's gone down. All right. Let's get out of here. Uh, thanks very much for listening. I'm Connor. I'm Josh. Next week, Ron will be here, and then you'll all be happy. Now,